0: what you're listening to. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Snowman in the Morning podcast. Did you not get
1: the memo? Insanity
2: ensues. Can't wait. We continue our Super Bowl coverage this week as on Sunday, the NFL season will conclude with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers battling out for NFL supremacy, and maybe a bit of immortality. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the latest and greatest edition of Snowman in the Morning. Happy to have you with us. We are presented by Beamer Tire and Auto with three locations across the triad to serve you. Hey, you want to get involved with this and become a sponsor? Drop an email to Snowman snowmaninthemorning at gmail.com. That's Snowman snowmaninthemorning at gmail.com. Dot .com lots to get into concerning the Super Bowl. Of course we're going to have all our uh, our headlines and I'll go around the ACC basketball edition and tell you what every team in the ACC is up to. Then my guests today, Jay Spivey, as always will join me and then I will welcome two-time Super Bowl champion Tyrone Poole, he won his titles with the New England Patriots. He's going to share a little bit on what that experience is like, getting to the Super Bowl and everything like that. But let's get started with this. So the Chiefs and the Buccaneers are going to play for the Vince Lombardi Trophy, Are the Kansas City Chiefs on the verge of NFL immortality with a Super Bowl 55 win? Well, the only piece of immortality that I see for the Chiefs is a win over Tom Brady, which ain't easy to do. And only one quarterback has done that twice. That, of course, is Eli Manning. But if any team can take down Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, it would be the Kansas City Chiefs with that Legion of Zoom being intact. Now they have a couple of players headed to the COVID list, but that doesn't mean they're not going to play. It's I would love to see the I would love to see the Chiefs win and, and beat Tom Brady, but in terms of NFL immortality especially with Patrick Mahomes at the helm, I'm going to say no. And the only reason that I am saying no to to answer that question is because with Patrick Mahomes, there is too little of a sample size. He became the starter in 2018 and has held the position since and has really elevated quarterback play in fact to me there are four that are in the elite category mahomes russell wilson tom i'll say three mahomes russell wilson and tom brady why am i excluding aaron Rodgers? i have many i have a myriad of reasons but that is a discussion for another time So you got two of the best going at it here in the Super Bowl. Two of the absolute best. I mean, what can you do? How can the Chiefs take down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Um, Let's see. Uh, Three words come to mind for me, and that is Legion of Zoom. That's how the Chiefs figured things out after these two quarterbacks met in the 2018 AFC Championship game. And, uh, whew, what a game that was at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. And then, of course, Tom Brady went on to win his sixth Super Bowl after beating the Rams. And personally, I don't think the Rams are going to get back there. But as I said, that's a a discussion for another time. Are they the next NFL dynasty? Maybe. Let me describe what an NFL dynasty is. And this is according to me. An NFL dynasty contains great ownership, which the Chiefs have. A great team, which the Chiefs have. And um let's see, a Hall of Fame quarterback with the Chief which the Chiefs had in Lynn Dawson, but don't have yet. I say yet with Patrick Mahomes. Now is Patrick Mahomes on the verge of becoming a Hall of Fame quarterback? You bet your bass. If he keeps playing like this for the next 10 years and runs out his contract. You bet you know what. He's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. I would love to say that he's a Hall of Fame quarterback now. But when I had Lauren Walsh on the program, she said something that's very, very true. And what she said was, it's too little of a sample size. It's too little of a sample size, and what's funny is that the sample size is growing. Two of the last three years, Patrick Mahomes has made it to the Super Bowl. Last year, he won it. He's looking to win it again. I think Kansas City has the has the team to do it. I really think they have the I really think they have the team to do it. Here's the fun part about all this. Seeing Patrick Mahomes grow. Seeing him mature as a person, as a man, and as a quarterback. There are so many quarterbacks that have come through the league that have um, not made the not made the progress that they that a lot of teams were hoping they'd make. Hell, anybody since Jim McMahon who wore a Chicago Bears uniform answers that question. Until Baker Mayfield has come along, anybody who wore the jersey of the Cleveland Browns can answer that question. But with Mahomes maturing the way that he is and figuring out this west coast offense and adding his little adding his little tricks to it adding what he can add to this Woo. i don't see tom brady holding any more records that is if patrick mahomes doesn't lose his legs and i mean that jokingly but Mahomes is going to be one of the quarterbacks that will challenge all of Tam- all of Tom Brady's records. TB, figure that out. But they're not on the verge of a dynasty yet, just because there's not enough of a sample side with this group of Kansas City Chiefs. Are we overlooking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Buccaneers, I can't talk this morning. I'm sorry. Brady wants to cl- wants to play until age 45, and he shows zero signs of leaving. If Tampa Bay wins, they return next year loaded again. But is Tampa the next potential dynasty, and could we see this Super Bowl matchup again? Flat out, no. As much as I don't want to doubt Tom Brady... There have been holes in the Buccaneers game this year that a certain team out in the North Bay will solve very quickly. Now, I know Tom Brady is regarded to many as the greatest to ever play quarterback. But the greatest that to ever play quarterback to me, and this is a fun argument, it's me it's me having fun with this. The greatest quarterback to me played in the Bay. The greatest quarterback to me wore number 16, not 12. I hate to inform you all of this, and all you Brady worshipers, to borrow, a friend, to borrow from a, my dear friend Cole Johnson, all you Brady worshipers need, and I mean this kiddingly, to bow at the feet of Joe Montana. Because were it not for Joe Montana... And in some cases, Terry Bradshaw, there would not be a Tom Brady, just like there wouldn't be a LeBron James if there wasn't a Michael Jordan. But I got conditions for that. That's a discussion for another time. But one in 1A is Brady in Montana. And what makes it so lovely and what finally kind of got me on the Brady bandwagon, sort of, kind of, I'm kind of looking at it is Brady being in the house at Candlestick Park on January 10th, 1982, a date of significance for us 49er fans. That's when SF beat the Cowboys, and that was the catch. That was the catch. That started the 49er dynasty. So I hate to say it, but as great as Brady is, For all you Brady worshipers, thank you again, Cole Johnson. The fella that did it for me was Montana. And there's a sharp difference to when Montana played and when when Brady is playing. It is more offensive-oriented in this day and age than it was in the Montana era. Not to take anything away from Brady at all. He has proven that in 21 years... You can lead any team to the Super Bowl. And that's a sharp jolt at one Bill Belichick. But it's different now. The defenses are taught to back off when it comes to the quarterback. The defenses are taught, even when you blitz, you have to be nice. The defenses are taught, you have to somehow, some way just lay back and let the quarterback do their thing. Back in the Montana days, no way in hell. Research New York Giants and San Francisco 49ers 1986, and also research 1990 NFC Championship. Montana got beat up. He was put out of football for two years. Question being, had Montana survived that hit and the 49ers won that game, they lost 15 13. Would they have been, would they have continued to rule the NFL before the Cowboys came along? Yep, because Montana would have picked them apart. Montana would have picked them apart. And had Montana survived that hit and continued to play, I say the 49ers would win th- not three, but four in a row. But as it stands, they've won five. They're going to go for number six next year. I'm just putting that out there. I'm just putting that out there. And so because of that, that is why I do not see a rematch with the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. I do see a couple of rematches with the Chiefs and the 49ers. I do see that. Because as much as as Brady is loved in Tampa, as much as Brady is beloved in the NFC with all these bandwagoners coming out of the woodwork, you got to beat San Francisco. This year just wasn't it for the 49ers because they were so littered with injuries. But I want to see Tom Brady and Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo hook up a couple of times for an NFC championship. And if Brady gets the best of him, Okay. I want to see that first. I want to see teacher versus student before we talking about a rematch with Brady and Mahomes, because frankly, I think it's going to be a rematch with Garoppolo and Mahomes several times over before Brady and Mahomes hook up again. That's Snowman's take. What's yours? Just getting started here on this edition of Snowman in the Morning. Coming up, we got some morning headlines for you and. Uh, Tyrone Poole, a two-time Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots. He'll describe his experiences leading up and through Super Bowl week. Our Super Bowl coverage continues. This is Snowman in the Morning.
0: Beamer Tire and Auto Repair now with three locations across the Triad in High Point, Greensboro, and our new location in Kernersville. Beamer Tire and Auto offers full-service auto repair, all tire brands, free alignment checks, oil changes, and more. In Kernersville, check out the no-appointment-needed Quick Lube shop. Check out their thousands of five-star ratings via Google and Yelp. They care because they know that you can go anywhere. So try a shop with a beating heart, not a bottom line. Beamer Tire. And auto repair. Visit us on Facebook or at
2: well, it's about that time again that I welcome Jay Spivey. You can follow him online at Spivey underscore WSJ, sports writer for the Clemens Courier and co-host of the Franchise Players with Ryan Stone, Saturday mornings at 11. For those of you listening on Tobacco Road Sports Radio, j how you doing, man?
0: Doing well, Brian. Always good
2: to talk to you. Always good to talk to you. All right, who would you take right now to be a court, to quarterback a team for a year? Mahomes or Brady? For one year. <laughs> ooh, that's a tough question. Uh, um, ooh, probably
0: just for one year, Brady. And that, that is literally splitting hairs. And yeah. That's because, I mean, he's proven him over and over. And Mahomes is definitely proven him, but it's just been over a shorter duration. Right. Um, yeah, Brady's won one six. He's been to 10 Super Bowls. He could win seven this weekend. I mean, that's something, you know, that's territory where nobody would have ever thought any quarterback would have reached.
2: Right. Right. Abs- absolutely right. And I, I make the same choice, but we're talking about just for a year. Patrick Mahomes has proven himself. That young gun. He's got a whole, he, he's got a hell of a career ahead of him. Will we ever see another player like Tom Brady? The records, the rings, the durability.
0: I don't know. I think I think mainly for him. I think it's just that drive, that killer drive, that chip on his shoulder. That you know he, he's always going to have that chip on his shoulder about why he was the picked in the sixth round in, in the draft that year and. You know, how he's just totally you know, outdone every other quarterback who was in that draft by a long stretch. And yeah. he, he just got everybody wrong. And he's certainly done that by a long way.
2: I finally succumbed to my hatred of Tom Brady because it took me a while to learn who his hero was and was also mm-hmm. my hero. And that, of course, is Joe Montana. So finally, yeah. it's like, okay – a, I can't complain because of the comparison. And B, yeah, he's outdone Montana in every Super, every Super Bowl record. But you know what? If you got to have a 1 and a 1A and they're interchangeable, it's Montana and Brady.
0: No, absolutely. You, he's and you, know, you probably know this story as a Montana fan, but Brady was actually at the NFC Championship game the year that the Dwight Clark caught the pass yep. that Joe Montana threw in the end I against the Cowboys. Yep, that, that's just amazing that he was actually there as a child.
2: I, you know, and it it means so much. Anybody who follows this program knows I'm a big time 49er fan. The guy that did it for me was Joe Montana. And to have that event happen and to have Brady in the crowd, in the crowd yeah, when they went nuts at Old Candlestick Park when the 49ers beat the Cowboys. I've told this story on the air, but as when I was in elementary school at the time, my teacher was a big-time Cowboy fan, and she was talking a whole lot of mess. And she's, she said, nobody in here believes that the 49ers would beat the Cowboys. I said, oh, yeah, you want to bet? And she looked at me, and you know, when teachers look right, right through you, you're in trouble. She says, all right, uh-huh. if San Francisco wins, I'll bring the whole classroom some cupcakes. You're on. <laughs> and back, <laughs> of my, back of my mind, thinking two ways. One, get ready to bake. And two, what the hell did I say that for aloud? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, of, of course I think you want that you, you
2: proved prove to be the right part I, I wanted the cupcakes, okay and San Francisco wins and she brings this big tray in and she just looks at me and goes i you owe me for this I said what and and, and she goes <laughs> she we were joking the whole the, the whole day um the kids were joking with me the whole day they're like, how did you know?" that Montana will pull that will will pull that rabbit out of his hat. And my simple explanation at the time, which was the same explanation I made to my mother, because it's Joe Montana. Nowadays Absolutely. it's That's because the only way you it, can describe it. A, a, look, there are two explanations in football when it comes to quarterbacks, because it's Joe Montana and now because it's Tom Brady. There may be a third right. with because it's Patrick Mahomes, which I used a lot last year after the Niners lo- lost to the Chiefs. Let's go to the keys mm-hmm. of the game as Jay Spivey and I are talking Super Bowl. This is our coverage of this is the week. We cover the Super Bowl. What will Tampa's defense need to do to contain Mahomes? And the backup question is, what's the secret to slowing down the Legion of Zoom and the Kansas City Chiefs?
0: what the defense is going to have to do because I don't know right now that there is a way to stop the homes and the Chiefs with, somebody, with all the weapons they have. I think the main thing is that, is that, that, that the Bucs are going to have to play kind of mistake-free football and, and kind of c- control the clock. And, yeah. and Brady can certainly do that with all the weapons he has, but, you know, with the power power of the Chiefs have, I mean, everybody went crazy
2: a couple of weeks ago when the Chiefs got down 9 nothing, and I
0: was like, "What's the first quarter. The <laughs> right.
2: First time? Absolutely. And then the second quarter <laughs> happened, just like it did against Tennessee last year, and you see 21 unanswered points, and everybody just, like, takes a deep breath, you know, after the Bills got out to that 9 nothing lead. Jay Spivey joining me here, talking all things Super Bowl. How about the keys to the game? for the kansas city chiefs what will they need to do to make tom tom brady and i've said this for years uncomfortable in the pocket with that version of the west coast offense
0: they're going to have to kind of they're going like you just said they're going to have to kind of blitz uh, and they really don't uh, the chiefs don't blitz a lot but the chiefs are going to have to kind of rush around the edges and make Brady uncomfortable and and, and kind of and hit him. And hit him, yeah. with, you know, not a legal hit, but hit him. I mean, it makes him uncomfortable. I mean, that's just what you're going to have to do. And, you know, kind of throw off some of the weapons he has and throw off some of the timing that Brady will have in the pocket. That's just what they're going to have to do. And then, you know, on the flip side, you're going to have to
2: – if the Bucs want to contain that, they're, they're going to have
0: to get the running game going with, you know, with uh, Fournette and Ronald Jones
2: Jr. Man, I've said this for years about Tom Brady because – uh pundits have said it for years about montana you got to take him out of their rhythm the key to brady brady is taking him out of his rhythm it's like you said you got to hit him yeah. you got to come you got to come with some pressure because pressure will bust that pipe i've said it for years about montana and i've said it for years about young and i've said it for years for anyone Favre, rogers whomever runs a runs a version of that west coast offense I've had so many arguments with fans of Tom Brady and I kid around with it. People who know me know I kid around in arguing about Tom Brady. And they said, "What can you say about Brady now? He's going to his 10th Super Bowl." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. But the same time, everything that Brady has done Montana did before him when the 49ers were ruling the 80s and part of the 90s." <laughs>
0: You know, and and the other thing is i don't want to put brady down at all and don't don't misunderstand what i'm getting to say here but you know, the rules of the game have changed so much. Yeah. You know, quarterbacks can't be hit, hit like Montana was hit. And, and Montana was just brutalized for a lot of those years. Man. Especially, especially against the Cow- Cowboys and the Giants. Yes. You know, he, you know, there were a couple times when he played the Giants where the Giants just, like, literally pulverized him. I mean, they did. He had in- head injuries and back injuries and all mm-hmm. sorts of injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can't really do that with quarterbacks now. I mean, and I understand the rule the changes, but – it's a different game than it
2: was 30 years ago. It really will, it, it really is because, like you said, quarterbacks back then 30 years ago were, were brutalized, and Montana was being the standard. You know he got whacked a lot. The Giants were licking their chops to come after him whenever they got together in the playoffs, 85, 86, uh, mm-hmm. 1990, the NFC Championship game, which I will playfully hate Bill Parcells forever. Because they stopped the highest scoring team in the league. Niners come in, came into that game averaging plus thirty per game, and they beat them with five field goals. And I playfully say, I hate Bill Parcells, but I love how Parcells and Walsh and all those guys back in the day coach. It's a different time now. It's more totally, offensive. Totally or- it's it's offensive or um orientated oriented now, but. Back in back when I was growing up watching, and I don't want to put down anybody either, but let's be real: thirty years ago, football players did one thing—played football. Period.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know that you know under the old rules thirty or forty years ago. I don't know that Brady could have played until his mid forties like he is now. I mean, right? And that's that's nothing against what he's done because he's obviously taking care of his body and taking care of his mind. Absolutely, you know he's. He's still strong and still agile, and he probably he really looks in better shape now than he looked 20 years ago when he first came in the league. But, you know, there's a big difference between, you know, playing when you're 25, 30 years ago and mm-hmm. getting, pounding to the ground that like Montana was and, and what Brady's doing now. I mean, he, you know, there are games where some of these quarterbacks barely get touched. Right. And even if they do, they're going to get a flag. the defense is going to get a flag thrown on them
2: it's just like i said it's the, it's the game that's so um offensive oriented right now and like you said if the if a quarterback barely gets touched they're going to get a, they're going to get a flag and i know you and i have seen over the course of the let's just use the last 5 years that if a quarterback barely gets touched even when momentum takes the defender into the backfield there's a flag coming
0: absolutely I mean you could I mean you could barely touch somebody after the quarterback's throwing the ball I and mean, most of the time the referee's gonna throw a flag. And, yep. You know, I I'm not a big fan of it either, but it's the rule, and it, mm-hmm. it's just to protect the quarterback and you're protecting kind of the the hot commodity, so to speak, in the NFL and that's that's quarterbacks. Yeah. They I mean Mah- Mahomes and Brady are one of the two Quarterbacks who are, are even worth worth watching the NFL right now, and I love the NFL. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. The quarterback quarterback playing the NFL right now is is pretty weak, and there's two guys and a handful of others. I mean, it's pretty weak. I mean, you're you're looking at guys years ago who were starting for teams who wouldn't make a third, second, or third string quarterback. Right. I mean, it's just I don't know if it's coaching or if it's players or both, but. Yeah, the quarterback play is severely lacking in the NFL
2: right now. It's not the same. It, I, I there's nothing nothing against Brady or Josh Allen or Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes or anyone like that. What I'm what we mean is, folks, right? They they are they are the elite of the elite. Don't get it twisted. They are the elite of the elite. But coming up, when we were watching, you knew. Who the quarterbacks were for each team you don't have that anymore i mean with the bills who do you identify jim kelly 49ers montana or young because they were interchangeable at the at the time giants phil simms okay dolphins dan marino all right You, you the chicago bears jim mcmahon and i was growing up in chicago at the time so everybody knows how that story went you had Ken Anderson or Boomer Esiason for Cincinnati. It's just there's a lack of recognizable names at the key position in the NFL right now, and that's quarterback.
0: And I think that's why you see such up-and-down play by so many teams in the league right now. I mean, they, you know, a quarterback might have a great a great game one day, and then for the next month you don't hear from him anymore. Right. I mean, it's just coaches can – I think coaches don't to coach defense better than they can coach quarterback play, and, that, and that's not. I mean, offense is def, definitely the name of the game in the NFL now, but it doesn't necessarily mean that quarterback play is that good right now. And I think
2: absolutely. I really
0: think if you kind of look at all levels of football, I really think the way they're teaching quarterback play and coaching quarterback play has, is just lacking. You know, starting at pee at the pee wee level, high mm-hmm. school pee wee, college, and NFL. And, yeah, you know, I know the zone Zin- read is kind of a hot thing to do now, and it certainly works. But it doesn't necessarily mean the quarterback can kind of sit there in the pocket or even kind of maneuver around the pocket and throw the ball. I mean, yeah, you're basically kind of making a decision on the fly about whether to hand the ball off or throw it, and it, it keeps the defenses off guard. But it doesn't necessarily make you a great quarterback. Yeah, and-, and I think Mahomes is sort of hard- Mahomes is sort of harness that and- into being what 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 is really a true quarterback. And I mm-hmm. think. As great as he was even last year, Lamar Jackson hasn't quite harnessed that yet to being Thank you elite quarterback that Mahomes is.
2: I mean, the zone read is one thing, and it works for a while, but where's the arm strength of Lamar Jackson? Where's the pinpoint right. accuracy of Lamar Jackson? I mean, he won the Heisman Trophy at Louisville for doing the same thing that he won a unanimous. Listen, folks, a unanimous uh, MVP for running the football. If that's the case, you can give it to Derrick Henry because he ran for two thousand yards. Uh, but be that as it. Well, that's the other thing.
0: That's the other thing. I mean, if the Ravens—I mean, I hate to get off the subject here. But if the Ravens are going to play Lamar Jackson the way they've been the last couple of years, well, he's not going to be in the league more than a couple more years because nope. he's just going to get killed. I mean, yeah. I mean, and I don't mean killed in the in the league in the literal sense. He's just going to get like like. Uh, than the third was. I mean, mm-hmm. For the first couple of years, Griffin was a great quarterback, and then he ran the ball, and got, you know, he just got killed You know, on yep. tackles because he couldn't slide very well. And Jackson mm-hmm. seems to do that a lot better and get out of bounds a little better, but if you're going to run the ball, which I have no problem with running the ball, and, and, but he's literally their offense right now, and you can't do that.
2: No, you can't. No, you can't because the 49ers went through that with Colin Kaepernick when the read option was so yeah. high in, RG3 with the Redskins, you know, at the at, at, at the at at the time, let's wrap it up by asking this question: Jay's pick to win Super Bowl Fifty Five is.
0: It's hard to. It's even though they're at home, it's hard to go against the Chiefs and what they're doing. As long as everybody's there and healthy, and I, saw, I already saw today where a couple people have been on the COVID list, and that doesn't necessarily mean they won't play. But yeah, uh, if they, as long as the Chiefs are healthy and Mahomes is there, I think they'll win probably. Seven to ten points. I don't know the exact score, but I hate to go against Brady, but especially at home. But there's not going to be a lot of fans there, and this is going to be the first time ever where a team has hosted a Super Bowl in their own stadium, and I think that's kind of a unique thing. But ironically, it's a year where you can't have anywhere close to a full capacity in the stadium.
2: Right. I'm just hoping next year we get back to normal and we see full houses again, because I missed oh, it. Oh, I when... hope
0: so too. But I, you know, the way things are going right now, I think we're a good ways away from that.
2: Yeah, I know. I, I, I know. I I per-
0: I can't wait to go to a game. Not not just go to a game, but just go to a game where there's there's some energy in the arena or in the yep. stadium.
2: Yeah. I I can't wait for that either. I'm already filling out my request for who I want to cover next year. You know, my wife told me jump on it now because everybody has their protocols in place and make sure you're on you're on the list. And I'm definitely doing that with uh who I have here in the area. That's Jay Spivey, my good buddy. Follow him at JSpiveyWSJ and catch him Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. with Ryan Stone on The Franchise Players. Always a pleasure talking to you, brother. I appreciate it.
0: You too, Ryan. Good to talk to you and enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll talk talk again next week.
2: Thanks, man. I appreciate the time. All
0: right. Take care. Bye.
2: It's not the same quarterback play that it was a few years ago. It just isn't but be that as it may it's the chiefs and the buccaneers in the super bowl y'all won't hear my pick till friday but i think anyone who knows me knows which way i'm leading catch the best of snowman in the morning on your favorite podcast app and also catch snowman in the morning the podcast on your favorite podcast app back after this this is ty ray and all i talk is sports but snow the snowman you listen to snowman in the morning It is Super Bowl week here on Snowman in the Morning, and we're bringing you the best coverage of the Super Bowl, and speaking of which, there's a fellow who won two Super Bowls with the New England Patriots. He was a 13-year veteran, and he also played with the Carolina Panthers and the Indianapolis Colts. Please help me welcome Tyrone Poole, and he joins me right now. Ty, how are you, my friend? Good to talk to you.
1: Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. How's everything going with
2: you? Everything's good, man. How's it with you? I can't
1: complain. Just keeping one foot in front of the other and always trying to fall
2: forward. That's it. That that That's it. You were drafted by the Carolina Panthers, the first defensive selection in franchise history. In 1995, in the first round, after starting your career in Charlotte, you went to New England where you won not one but two Super Bowl rings. The first was against the team that drafted you, Carolina, that Super Bowl 38. Take us through what you remember about that week leading up to the Super Bowl and what was going through your mind as a young starter with the New England Patriots.
1: <laughs> I don't know about a young starter, but uh, I was in my 10th tenth, tenth year um so to speak um uh, in the NFL but I will say this about uh the Carolina Panthers uh, Jerry Richardson uh, the former owner um I thought Jerry Richardson was a good owner um I remember the first meeting we had as an organization of course 1995 was the inaugural season and yep. uh Kerry Collins was the first overall Fast pick in Carolina Panther history offensively and first overall. And I was the, like you said, the first defensive selection. So that's a big honor, you know, that they will say, we are going to build our defense around a kid from a HBCU historical black college and university out of Georgia from Mm -hmm. Fort Valley State. So I must have done something pretty well. But I remember, and and this all leads up to the Super Bowl that you just asked me. uh, Jerry Richardson, first meeting, he said that he had a ten-year plan to get Carolina into the Super Bowl, and and by God, but I'm like, look at here, he was almost right on point. You know, you look at 1995, 2003, uh, he wasn't that far off. No, so. Uh, But, yeah, I ended up playing against the team. I didn't get to the Super Bowl with the Panthers, but I was on the same Super Bowl field with the Panthers. So it's almost like I was right there sitting in that room again uh, as Jerry Richardson was talking about that. But, you know, as far as a player in that Super Bowl week, you know, it's just regular activity. It's just regular practice. You know, guys right now, this week here is going to be laid back they're going to be chilling. Not chilling, but it's not going to be as intense. They put in all the work the previous week. That's why they kind of give them that two-week window. Right. So they got one week where they put in the game plan and this is like a regular practice. And this week here, they're still going to be practicing. But they're kind of like just basically just tying up the boat, mm-hmm. making sure the wrapping paper looks good before they pull the ribbon and unveil on Super Bowl Sunday, what they're going to do. So this week is all about the media.
2: Uh, Two-time Super Bowl champion Tyrone Poole joining me, taking us through Super Bowl week, which is what we're going to do. How much of a distraction is the normal week before the Super Bowl and with COVID limiting all of that this year? Is that a help for both teams? Well,
1: actually, there is no limitation. There is no distraction. Uh, doing Super Bowl week, even on a normal, because these coaches have already uh, understood what that week is going to be about. So even if it's your first year, I remember they said when Sean Payton, when the New Orleans Saints first got to the Super Bowl, I know a lot of Tampa fans don't want to hear the New Orleans Saints or the top Bay Buccaneers, <laughs> uh, come through the radio uh, speakers. So. But uh, I remember people saying, John Payton, when they got to the Super Bowl to play against the uh, Indianapolis Colts, that he reached out to Bill Parcell. Mm-hmm. To ask Bill Parcell what it was like during that Super Bowl week. So these coaches have done their homework uh, this way. This, and then you have some players that have been to the Super Bowl uh, on certain teams. And that's why I think it's important to have a good mixture of veterans and rookies, young guys, uh on a good, good Super Bowl caliber team. But, uh, you know, most of these coaches have already talked to their players. uh, The week, uh, should I say the day before we actually take off uh, from our particular uh, stadium or city to travel and fly to the um, event, uh, we get a briefing a briefing from the uh, NFL. They send in security, uh they tell us, you know, the dudes and dogs, uh still make you wonder why, you know, uh Eugene Robinson, you know, did what he did, you know. because they brief us and tell us what not to do. Right. You see your Guys go out there. Sorry, Eugene, didn't mean to uh, bring your name up Eugene. But <laughs> hey, hey, it was in the news. It was in the news. So but uh but they do tell us what to do and what not to do. I remember when we went to go play Carolina, uh New England, uh they told us how the gun laws in Texas, there are no gun laws. So you be very careful when you're out and about mm-hmm. in uh Texas. So uh but yeah this 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 COVID situation, um, you know, we get briefed and I'm pretty sure they got briefed on what to do and what not to do. And I think they're doing a lot of Zoom uh, interviews, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, yeah, yeah, so it's a little bit different, uh, this Super Bowl. But still, it's media. This week is all about media.
2: Yeah, it is. And there's going to be a lot of it, even virtually. There's going to be a lot of media coverage. Back in 2003, when he was your teammate, did you have any inkling whatsoever that your quarterback, the one and only Tom Brady, would eventually – be be known as the greatest and play over twenty years. Well, you know, I, I think
1: no one, you know, Daryl Green. I don't think nobody ever expected Daryl Green to play for twenty years. I don't think nobody right. ever expected Bruce Matthews to play for twenty years. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, I, I I think when you Actually, as a player, you take care of your body. You get in the right system, then you can play uh, for uh, a good number of years. Uh, years now, those those last four, five years, you know, you can really start to see the drop off. But you do enough to maintain. Uh, as Daryl Green got older in his career, you didn't see. Darryl, you didn't see the Washington Redskins put Darryl in many situations, even though he was still fast as lightning. I think he still could turn the light switch off and sit down before the room got dark. (laughs) That guy was fast, man. (laughs) But, you know, Tom was a hard, you know, he's a hard worker, man. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure he got every gadget that's known to keep body healthy, you know, in his possession. And then, uh, you know, he went from one organization that fit his a skill set. Uh, I think it was a great marriage between him and Belichick. That's mm-hmm. why he won all those Super Bowls. To go and with Bruce Arians, who were, I was with Bruce Arians in Indianapolis, and he was Peyton Manning's quarterback coach right. uh, back in 98, 99, 2000. So to go from this a situation in New England where he's surrounded with great coaches, great players, he chose the right setting to go with another great coach and they put another great setting around him. So uh, yeah. I think he did a great job. Yeah. yeah.
2: it's You can see it. You you can see how the Buccaneers came together over the course of the season and the uh, familiarity that went on with Tom Brady and Bruce Arians and that offense because they really got it together second half of the season. What traits did you notice – Playing with Tom even back then, that he still does today, that makes him so special of a quarterback and leader of a team.
1: Well, I, my my best recollection of Tom
2: is, you know,
1: the fire that he plays with is the same fire um, he plays with now that he played with back then. But what was so unique to him that I've never seen in a quarterback, not even in Peyton Manning. And I think Peyton Manning is a great quarterback. Tom mix and mingle with the defensive guy. You know, he would come in like they would have times where the offense would lift and then the defense would lift. Mm-hmm. But Tom would come in there and he would mess around with the defensive guys, man. And you know, as <laughs> for you know, for a defensive guy, you know, you have to respect somebody like that. Because you know, mm-hmm. defense has a different type of mentality than offense. But that's just the mentality Tom has. He he plays offense with a, with a defensive mentality.
2: Oh man, love it. Love it. It took me, I have to say, being an old school, being an OG, as my friends call me, it took me a while (laughs) to get on the Tom Brady train, but what did it for me was finding out that he was in Candlestick Park when the fellow who did it for me, Mr. Montana, hit Dwight Clark in the back of the end zone against the Cowboys. He was there when that happened. And, you know, seeing how Uh, he's played this year, I'm like – you know what? Skip it. I'll, I'll I'll climb that train. He played 20 years. Montana only played 13. The achievements are out the window. But if there's a one and a one a, and, and it's a fun argument to have, it's not fair given the eras. But if you want to have a one and a one a, and you can flip them either way, Montana and Brady are on those spots.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think you know. First thing I look at is. You know people kind of started that comparison uh tom and joe montana because it was peyton manning and tom brady yeah so uh they tried to utilize the same thing dan marino and joe montana yep. you know dan marino threw for all the records and joe montana won all the titles so right. when that comparison came up with peyton manning and uh tom brady that's what they used Peyton Manning was throwing for records after records up there in, in, in Indianapolis while Tonham was winning championships. And finally, uh, Peyton got his opportunity to win. And Dan Marino went his rookie year but never went back. So that lets you know how hard it is to get to that Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, but uh when I look at yeah, when I look at the systems, the, the systems were fitting for each of those quarterbacks, Brady and Joe Montana. You know, that West Coast offense. You know, no one could really figure it out, so to speak. Uh, You know, the pass, the short passes, an extension of the run. And so, you know, they had that uh, zone blocking. So uh, it was a great fit for Joe Montana. He just had to, once that back foot hit, that ball was coming out. So he had a great coach with Bill Walsh, too, Uh, God rest his spirit. So, you know, both of those guys, I see that they had a great system and great head coaches and a great organization.
2: And that's what I love about what the Patriots have put together for their long run for 21 years and what San Francisco did for, the, for 25 years. The godfather of the West Coast offense. You can tell me anything you want about Bill Belichick, but everyone who is familiar with OG football knows that Bill Walsh was the godfather of the West Coast offense.
1: Oh, yes, without a doubt. I agree that 1,000%. He actually got it from Paul Brown. Yeah. Paul Brown way back in the day, yeah, yep. with the old Cleveland Browns. And, and uh, you know, funny thing, uh, we're going to give them some history here of uh, football. Let's get, let's <laughs> but, get uh, it. Let's Paul get it. Let's get it. Yeah, I know, right? Let's give it to them. Uh, this Super Bowl week. So we, we talk about all the teams. And, yeah. And also Cleveland, a Super Bowl trivia. Cleveland is one of the teams that had never got to the Super Bowl, people. So right. uh, we need to get them Browns to the Super Bowl. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Paul Brown, when he left, yeah, when he, when he left the Cleveland Browns, this is for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now I think they had the ugliest helmet in the NFL. That's just my opinion. <laughs> but when Paul Brown left the Browns, he went to Cincinnati. Took the same colors from Cleveland to Cincinnati. That's how much Paul Brown really disliked. The fact that he left Cleveland, right? He just put those stripes on the side of the helmets and called them the Bengals. So the Bengals, the brain, the Browns. So, but anyways, uh, yeah, um, Bill Walsh, the Godfather. He learned from Paul Brown, and now you have all these guys running some type of version of the West Coast offense. Right,
2: right. I mean, by 1990, everyone was running a version of the West Coast offense, which uh, uh, Paul Brown. Gave it to Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh, like, really tweaked the hell out of it. If you see, if you, it, 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 for all the OGs out there, if you go back to 81, when the 49ers won their first Super Bowl, you could see the, the West Coast offense really coming into view. And then a few years later, when a fella named Jerry Rice showed up and another fella named John Taylor uh-huh. showed up, you know, Bill Walsh said, you know what? I could do something with that speed. That's where the slants came in. And anybody knows if you watch any of Montana's games, especially with San Francisco, if he hits either one of those two receivers on a slant, goodbye.
1: Yes. Goodbye.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's what they call
1: yards. Yep. Yards after, after the catch. catch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, you know, you know, you got two great offenses uh, showing up on Super Bowl Super Bowl Sunday, y'all. Uh, I, I know. I think it's going to be a heck of a game. I know. Uh, it. I, I, I think it's going to be a track meet, but I don't think really. I don't really think it's going to be that high scoring uh, as people think. Uh, but I do believe the scores going. You know, they're going to be in the twenties. I do believe that. But uh, I just think Kansas City, man. Kansas City is just
2: too tough on offense. And, man, the, I'm legion, like and the Legion and the Legion of Zoom. The the Kansas City yeah. and the Legion of Zoom. Man, I I became a believer last year in the Legion of Zoom when they played my 49ers and beat them, okay? That's when I said, oh, okay, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm a Patrick Mahomes believer now. And now they run it back. They're against a team that's hosting the Super Bowl for the first time in their own stadium. 49ers came close in 84. Here's a history lesson for you guys. The 49ers were set to host the Super Bowl at Candlestick Park on Ju- January 20th, 1985 Unfortunately, the fans were so excited for getting back to the Super Bowl that they tore up the turf. And they did not have any mm-hmm. they did not have any turf, so they said, "You know what? We can go up. We'll go 20 minutes north and go to Palo Alto and play at Stanford." Okay, which is basically yeah. Northern California, which is the 49ers' backyard. You know, anyone remembers 5 years mm-hmm. later, they called Stanford their home for 5 games because of the earthquake. But
1: yeah
2: if, yeah. if there's something about I, – I, I love Tom Brady and how he plays and how he galvanizes his team, but there's something about the Legion yeah. of Zoom and Patrick Mahomes who, and I hate to th- I hate to throw this, but let's be real, unlike Russell Wilson, knows when to duck out of bounds or knows when to slide. And we're talking about Russell Wilson who played baseball.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Now, I, I share this with
1: everybody. You know, if it had not been for the opposing quarterback that Patrick Mahomes is going to play on Sunday, I believe we would be sitting here talking about the Kansas City Chiefs going for their third Super Bowl title. Yes, because... That miracle game that the Patriots, Tom Brady, and the Patriots, when they beat man. the um, uh, Kansas City Chiefs back in 2018, mm-hmm. uh, 2019 championship game, or 2018 um, championship game, I believe. Uh, if it had not been for that game, we could be literally sitting here talking Watching about
2: Kansas City how go for Kansas three City in a row.
1: Yep, about to go three in a row, three in a row. And I just think Andy Reid is a great coach, man. I think he's a great mastermind coach. Um, you know, he, he did well in Philadelphia. Uh, he, you know, has done well, and he's doing it again. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, we could literally be sitting here talking about Patrick Mahomes. he really the greatest quarterback, almost like Gale Sayers. You know, he put yep. Gale Sayers in the Hall of Fame at a young age had he it hurt himself. That's just how dominant Gale Sayers was Yeah, he was playing, like you said, for all these OGs. So <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, would they be saying the same thing if this – if it had not been for Tom Brady several years ago, yep. that beat an unstoppable Kansas City team, mm-hmm. so could be you know. But hey, it's
2: but they gonna going to be. For they two. They it's going to back to back. It's going to be a sixty-point game. I can see it now, and I can also see Brady finding some way to take Kansas City to overtime. And uh, as I talked about um, with a friend of mine earlier this week. There are two excuses that you use in football when it comes to quarterbacks. Because it's Joe Montana and lately because it's Tom Brady. And if Patrick Mahomes pulls this one off, you can add him as a third one because it's Patrick Mahomes. Which is exactly what I said last year after Kansas City put 21 on the board in six minutes in the fourth quarter. Which I still don't believe right now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I and, I, and again, I think if Kansas City can stay healthy, I think they are the contender again next year. I just, you know, the way their offense is set up, if yep. everybody stays healthy,
2: mm-hmm. that's
1: the key. The way their offense is set up, they are set up to stretch you over top Yep. and use Kelsey underneath. So you got to keep the safety back. So what that does, it keeps you from putting that eighth man, that extra man in the box. Yep. It and, sure does. and, you know, so as long as they can keep that philosophy, they have to be a threat. They're almost like Kansas city is almost like what the Pittsburgh Steelers were yeah. in the 1970s. Yes. Like, these guys, it's like, you always got to put them in the championship game. Yep. This is how you always they, do. They were the 70, the Steelers, it's yeah. Kansas city, just like that now.
2: Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction, not for the Super Bowl. I'm going to do that Friday. But and there, there'll be a rematch next year in the Super Bowl, but not with Tampa Bay. I think it'll be with San Francisco because the 49ers have a uh, lot yeah. cooking and they were littered yeah. by injuries this year. Travis Kelsey versus George Kittle, round two. Yeah. Um, go ahead and call I'm I'm, I'm I'm calling that right now because and if you- it. If any team can bounce back from what they from what they've been through this past year, it's going to be San Francisco. I, I just feel it. Yeah, and like you said, they had
1: all those injuries, so yep. the question mark is there. If they had not had these injuries, because they were already kind of dominant, yeah, you know, last year, yeah. Um, so my thing is, I've heard talk, but you don't really know how it's going to pan out. Mm-hmm. But. I heard that they may try to jump in the the Sean the, Deshaun Watson, yeah, man, they the Sean Watson. Yeah, I've heard that too. Watson, you know, yeah, I'm like that. Could it, it's over? It's over if they are I, able. If they were, if it's true, I've or not, heard that too. Hey, it's a good conversation,
2: but but it's a, it's if a good conversation. To to Watson, it'll be over, man. But I don't think it. But I don't think it'll happen. And I have two reasons why. Before we go to break, one, you already got your quarterback in Garoppolo. And everybody wants to give up on Garoppolo because he was injured. Okay? And that's not fair. Secondly, you saw what Garoppolo can do when he can when he is healthy because he took virtually every snap in 2019. And uh, he led them to the Super Bowl. A healthy Garoppolo gives the 49ers a chance to rule the NFC again. It's it's interesting that the 49ers will try to get in the Watson sweepstakes. But my only question would be, what would it cost them? If it cost them some assets they have now and that they're depending on in 2021, I say no-go.
1: Send Garoppolo back to New England for a first-round pick. San Francisco then take their two first-round picks and send them
2: to uh, Houston for uh, Deshaun Watson. Quit. Quit There that. you go. Quit that. You keep putting ideas in my head, man. Quit that. (laughs) That's two-time Super Bowl champion Tyrone Poole joining me here on the program, having fun, talking all things Super Bowl. He made his pick. I'll make mine on Friday. A pleasure, my brother. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it.
1: All right. Thank you, Snowman, for having me on your show. Have a great rest of your day.
2: Thank you. Man, why did – Why do people keep giving me these ideas about Deshaun Watson? Would I like to see him on San Francisco? Yeah, but I will stick with my argument until I see otherwise. They already have their quarterback and it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Leave him alone, will you please? Okay, I'm going to a break before I get overly hyped about something that we don't know what's going to happen. Back after this.